Well, folks, we're back. We are back. Episode two, we made it. You know what they say, Jay? In the wise words of Sam Ellinger, Texas quarterback, we're back. I, I got to admit, I was not expecting you to pull a Sam Ellinger quote That's right. to start it off. We got any Texas fans out there? Uh, well, I can't hear you, but uh, if we got any Texas fans out there, you know, Give us a comment, something in the in the Instagram, Field of Faith Podcast on Instagram, all lowercase, all one word. Uh, let us know. Sam Ellinger, we're back. We're, we're back, back, Jay. We made it. We're back. And again, we mentioned it on the last last episode. If you're hearing this, things went well. It went well. We got it up there. We figured out how to get the get the podcast on Spotify or where Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening, we figured out how to do it. So if you're hearing this, that's good. That's a good good start. Good start. Hope you guys are enjoying it so far. Hope uh, you're here for episode two after you've been here for episode one. Man, what a gift it is. I know I closed it by saying that last time, and I want to open to the same thing. Man, it is a gift to be sitting here in front of you. Um, man, this is awesome. Isn't it fun? It's fun. It's fun. Well, Jay, tell us where we're headed today. Uh, I know last time, let's do a quick little recap. Uh, last time we answered the question, what are we doing? So I hope if you're here... Yeah, that question was answered. I yeah. think, you know, we talked about maybe we tried to do that. Hope we did that. Uh, but what are we doing? And so today we're going to transition. And you probably know the title of the podcast. It's called Free and Loved. So we'll get into the meat there a little bit later. But, Jay, did you want to start us off with something? Yeah. Yeah. I want to start us off uh, just recently, this past week, the rosters for the World Baseball Classic came out. So I'm a huge fan. Anytime countries compete. Yeah. I just I think it's awesome. Whether it's the Olympics, it's the only time I will watch soccer in the World True. Cup. I'm with you. And the World Baseball Classic is making its first appearance since uh, 2017 was the last year, which was the first time the U.S. Uh, U.S. won it. They got their first title. And I'm actually going to the U.S.A. versus Canada game. That sounds good. This year in Phoenix. So, so I'm pumped. I've been following this. Um, DraftKings just released an article where they ranked – the best five rosters talk to me uh so we're gonna break them down going from number five to number one number five uh ranked team in the tournament is puerto rico okay what do you think about that right there i'm curious i think they've got some strong guys francisco lindor javier baez one of my favorite baseball clips is the one last uh world baseball classic where uh, Yadier Molina threw out. Yes, I think it was Nelson Cruz yes. trying to steal, yep. and Baez made the no look tag. Yep. I think if you have a middle infield of Lindor and Baez, You're... that's fun to watch. <laughs> it's almost not fair. I know. That it, that's that's fun to In watch. In terms of swagger, I don't know if you can beat that. Yeah, I don't know if if any team is going to have more swagger than Team Puerto Rico. But I don't know how, how far Swagger is going to take you in the tournament. That's true. We'll see, the, see that. Outside of that, the team has Jose Miranda, MJ Melendez, Eddie Rosario uh, has had a pretty good career. So yep. they, they could do something in the tournament. Yep. But outs, Lindor and Baez are really, really yeah, their main guys. I, I think I'd echo that, too. You know, uh, And you know what they call Javi Baez? El Mago. El Mago. The magician. The magician. See, that's what, that's what he does in the middle infield. Uh, him and Lindor there will absolutely add value to that team. Uh, I love watching them play. They are two of the best defensive players in the whole MLB. And then looking at the pitching staff that you know kind of um, 
you know, is a green light for me that I think they've got some 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 room there. Uh, Jose Barrios, good starter there for for Minnesota. Marcus Stroman was better when he was younger. Uh, with Toronto, now he's pitching with the Cubs. I know that's your Cubs guy. Go Cubbies! Uh, but you know we won't talk too much about that. But I think one of their maybe uh, maybe most underrated arms is going to be that Jorge Lopez for the Twins as well. Yeah. Had a great year last year. Um, great closer. Throws. I want to say he's touching a hundred about every time. Great pitcher. Great arm. Um, man, it should be fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. That's Team Puerto Rico coming in at number four is Venezuela, and Venezuela is going to be able to hit. Yep. They've got Jose Altuve and Luis Arias. Uh, between the two of them, they've won three batting titles. Yeah. So. Yep, and, and Luis Arias, if we're, if we're right, just got traded from the Twins to the Marlins. Yep. That adds some, you know, um, that's an all-star second baseman there in the NL East now. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a good good bat. They've also got... Miguel Cabrera uh, playing as well. He hasn't done as much recently, but if you've got 3,000 hits sure. in your career. Yeah, you can do anything you want. <laughs> you can play. They've got Salvi Perez behind the plate. Yep, one of the best of all time, I'd say. So, that's, that's, a, that's an argument there, Salvi. I feel like Team Venezuela and Team Puerto Rico probably pretty even. Yep, I would agree. Now, I will say this. They do have the upper hand with one of their outfielders, and we'll talk about this. I am an Atlanta Braves fan. Super fan, rather. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., coming off of a torn ACL a year and a half ago, I think he'll add some significant value to that team playing in the outfield. Probably will man center field here, I would imagine, for the World Baseball Classic. Uh, Ronald Acuna, he looked good in the offseason. I think we should be good to go. Is he on Venezuela? Yeah, he is. Is he? I got him right here. I did not know he was Venezuela. That's right. Hey, you learn something new every day. That's right. You sure did. Here we go. Coming in uh, next at number three, the United States. Yep. So I figured that was where we were going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I figured they would be at two or three, um, but DraftKings has them in here at number three. Now I'm just I'm excited. Mike Trout is playing this year. I'm yeah. really bummed out too. I know um, Aaron or not Aaron Judge. Bryce Harper I think had committed to playing in the tournament. Right. Then he then he tore his UCL. But having Mike Trout. Um, Mookie Betts in the outfield to being a Cubs fan, a big Kyle Schwarber guy. Yep. Hoping hoping to see quite a few Schwar bombs in the tournament. But I think the that T- Team USA has a good lineup. They do. They really do. They've got three power lefty hitters in the outfield looking at Schwarber, Tucker, and then you could argue Cedric Mullins. He's got some pop. Great fielder, though, uh, for the Baltimore Orioles. Mike Trout, obviously one of the best of all time. I know that's another thing that we can't say with absolute confidence, uh, but he's kind of on that trajectory. Uh, being is. able to watch him just whenever we can is such a, you know, I just love that. And then Mookie Betts, actually a Nashville, Tennessee guy. Yep. Overton did, High yeah, School. Yeah, he went to Overton. Right down the street. Yeah. Uh, Mookie Betts, one of the best also. Um, they've got sneaky, sneaky guys in the infield. Tim Anderson, maybe somebody you wouldn't necessarily suspect would make the team. Uh, Jeff McNeil, he's a Braves killer. Uh, Trey Turner, Bobby Witt, um, some younger guys there, but uh, the some corner really, really good players. The teams. corner teams are going to be great. Pete Alonzo, Nolan Arnado, and, and Goldie. <laughs> yeah, I mean you can't, you can't pretty, really beat pretty that. Pretty good, pretty good on the corners there for for Team USA. Coming in at number two, uh, second best roster in the tournament. This team might be my favorite to win it. Can I'm I take a sure. guess? Yes. Is it Puerto Rico? It's not. 
You're kidding. Puerto Rico is number five. Oh, did we already say that? Yeah, we are. Oh, yeah. folks, I'm not paying attention here. That's all right. All right, tell me. Japan. Team Japan. So they have a pretty good roster. They've got Otani's in. Yeah. Uh, the guy I'm excited to watch, his name's Roki Sazaki. Okay. So last year, I don't know if you've ever watched on YouTube, Roki Sazaki perfect game highlights. Mm-mm. Last year, he threw a perfect game and struck out 19 guys in a perfect game. That's pretty impressive. His, he brings it like he's he's touching 100. I think he's got like a, a fork ball it is that he throws. I'm excited to see him. He's only he's in his early 20s True. too, so we'll probably we'll probably see him come over. He'll probably be in the league at, at some point. At some point in time, probably yep. be a big deal. They've got Otani, which I feel like you've got to say like we've never seen anything like him. Probably best all around player on the planet right, right. now. Um, and two, I'm a I'm a big Cubs fan. They've got Seiya Suzuki. You can't go wrong with and, him in right field, and he had a good rookie year last year. Yep, he so. sure did. Seiya Suzuki's fun fun to watch. Great rookie year last year. Uh, they've got a St. Louis Cardinals guy. You know who I'm about to say? Who? Lars Newtbar. Oh yeah, I forgot they've he was got on Newtbar. Yeah. Uh, what a name, by the way. I think That's if a we great were to name. if we were to have a conversation about best five or top five MLB names, he might be number one. Yeah, Lars Newtbar. That's a really, really strong name. That's a good name. One you probably wouldn't expect on Team Japan, team Japan. either, but you wouldn't. He's he's playing for him. Great play. Uh, but I think I think Team Japan can make some noise. They won it. Uh, in 06 and 09, I think the first two years of the tournament they won it. Sure. So, hope uh, we'll see if we'll see how far they make it this year. And number yep. one, this this is easy. The number one ranked roster is the Dominican Republic. Easy. Um, I mean, just absolutely star-studded uh, roster, top to bottom. They've got the reigning NL Cy Young Award winner in Sandy Alcantara. So. Pretty. If you've got a Cy Young Award winner, you're going to be in good lead, shape. Leading your pitching staff. Yep. You're in good shape. I think so too. Gregory Soto also great lefty out of the bullpen. Uh, looking at the catchers, I'll be honest with you, probably um, not the best. Looking at Francisco Mejia and then Gary Sanchez, those are fine. You can get by, but definitely not the best catchers there. But infielders, look at this, Jay. This might be the best infield in MLB, but easily in the world. Okay. You have Rafael Devers, Wander Franco, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Manny Machado, Jeremy Pena, and you can add Cattell Marte in there as well. Utility, center field, second baseman, right field, shortstop. You can put them wherever you want to. And then, <laughs> then you go to the outfield, and you've got Julio Rodriguez and Juan Soto, the reigning AL Rookie of the Year, and then Juan Soto, just one of the best hitters, arguably, in the early career of all time. Oh, yeah. Most disciplined sure. hitter, I would argue, ever at least right now in the league but having all those guys on one team that seems unbeatable yeah I think it's going to be a tough roster uh tough roster to beat Julio Rodriguez and Juan Soto in the same in the same outfield I feel like one could argue if you're going to pick two guys to start a team with right now those two might be the two guys that that you'd pick and then the infield um having Machado (laughs) Vladdy Guerrero Jr. and two to have Nelson Cruz as your designated hitter had some just some veteran presence. That is that's a solid lineup. So Dominican Republic number one ranked roster in the World Baseball Classic. I'm just I'm looking forward to watching it. I will be too. I know you're headed out there to Arizona in just a few weeks to watch a couple of games. 
Uh, man, that's going to be some fun. That, to me, as a baseball fan, now you folks out there are listening might disagree with me, is as cool as the World Cup. Yeah, This I is think Baseball so World Cup, yeah. and I love it. I absolutely love it. Seeing guys that uh, perform you know, and play for their country – uh, man, it's it's super neat for a baseball fan. So Jay, hey, well, when you go down there to Arizona, you got to bring me back some Team USA gear, will you? Yeah, yeah. Tell I'm, me what I'm you want. We'll, we'll work it out. I'm gonna need some. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff is awesome. All right, well, here we go, folks. Uh, so I love that. Uh, and, and as you guys just get comfortable um, listening to the podcast um, and, and figure out what we're going to be doing and how we're going to kind of break it up. We want you to know uh, that we want to start, actually, every episode with a conversation like that. Hey, what's going on in the world of sports? Uh, what's going on? What is happening? This is something that we care about, the World Baseball Classic. Some of you guys out there might not know a lick about the World Baseball Classic, uh, but that's okay because we maybe, hopefully, just taught you a little bit. Yeah, uh, but need to watch it. It's awesome. Yeah, you do. You do, absolutely. But we want to start every episode with a little bit of something like that. Um, and then here we are now. Let's, let's transition into uh, really... What do we got? The meat of the episode. What do you think about that? Right. The meat of the episode, really kind of the big topic that we're going to unpack today. And I feel like it's a it's something that really is kind of near and dear to our hearts and in what we do. Absolutely. Well, well, we've titled the episode, folks, Free and Loved. Um, This comes really from our philosophy of coaching of playing, of, um, of, of baseball here at where we teach and coach, uh, but also with our summer program. And this is something that I actually learned when I was uh, younger, when I was playing in this program. I went to school here where I teach at Christ Presbyterian Academy. I was a 13-year club guy, played here for a long, long time, uh, and really was taught this early on. And so now Jay and I working here and um, really borrowing this um, as our philosophy as well, we just want to teach you a little bit about it, uh, talk about it, why we care about it. And really here it is, the heart of the podcast, the intersection, right, of sports and the gospel. So Jay, uh, how about you start? Yeah, yeah, I'll start it out. Like you were saying, you were in the 13-year club here at CPA, so you were uh, exposed to this and, and just the idea of playing free and loved in That's high right. school. Yep. I first heard about it a few years ago when I started coaching for uh, the Nashville Select in the summers, and I know they, they have the exact same philosophy. They want their players to be playing free, playing loved, their coaches to be coaching free, coaching loved. They even you know break it down free on three, loved on six at yep. the end of games and practices, and that's something we we try to do. And I guess just starting, let's let's talk about the word freedom yeah, um, and, and what it looks like to be free. Uh, I've got, so I remember when, when I was in college, I was meeting a, a friend for breakfast. His name was, his name was Jacob. We were meeting at the, the cafeteria on campus at Treveca to kind of walk through some, some uh, campus ministry stuff that, that we were planning at the time for athletes. And what do you do when you normally sit down with someone over a meal? You just, you sit down, you catch up, right? Like, sure. Kind of like what we did at the beginning. Like, hey, yeah, did, you see the, did you see the World Baseball Classic rosters just came out? You talk about, you know, did you see, sure. did you see the Titans game last week or whatever? Just right. kind of sure. small talk. So we sat down and, and just kind of briefly, hey, how you doing? Catching up at the beginning. And I'll never forget, he, uh, he looked at me and he was like, hey, I got a question for you. I was like, yeah. He said, why Jesus? And 
kind of caught hmm. me off guard. I was like, why did, why did Jesus do what? Hmm. I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. He was like, no, no, why, why do you follow Jesus? And I was really kind of taken off guard by the question because I had never, never been asked that so directly before. So I'd never really, I'd never really thought of it. So in the moment, my answer to him was simply, why not? Why not Jesus? Right. right? It's, it's good. Um, this Jesus died for me. He, he gave his life for me and so that I could spend uh, eternal life with him so that I could, you know, experience, experience peace. So why not? That was, that was my initial answer. That was about, I think it was maybe five years ago. I can't remember exactly when, but I feel like ever since I um, heard that question and we had that conversation, really it's kind of a question that has constantly been um, in the back of my mind, which I have been thankful for um, just to be thinking about that. And I enjoy asking people that. And I feel like kind of over the last few years, God has changed my answer a little bit. And now when I have... uh, those conversations with people, my, my why answer, uh, has become freedom. The, the freedom that Jesus offers is just completely life-changing. Absolutely. It's, it's not anything like, um, freedom that the world offers us or the illusion of freedom that the world offers us. And I love, um, this reading from Galatians five, um, where it says, you, my brothers and sisters were called to be free. Hmm. Like that's what that's what we're made for. We were, we're we are called to be free. We're not we're not called to be bound to anything. And then it goes on to say, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh, in in the flesh. Rather serve one another humbly hmm. in love. And I love how just just in that verse, it immediately connects what we're talking about today. We're talking about being free. Yeah. being loved. And in that verse, it connects the two. It mentions freedom. That's what mm. we're called to. Um, and then it says, as you know, a response to that, don't use your freedom to indulge in the flesh, but do it to love yeah. and to love humbly. Um, and, and I just love that. And I'm thankful too for the way that God has kind of used that question in my life mm. to push me and challenge me to consider the freedom that is offered in Jesus. Yeah, man. That's really good. And, and I want to echo something that you said. You know, this week in class, uh, we're actually walking through the book of Galatians for this new unit that we're in. And what we've been talking about is, hey, if we want to know the false gospel, right? Like if, if, we, if we know the false gospel, and we want to be able to identify the false gospel, then what do we need to know even more so? And that is the true, and hey, here's the word, freeing, liberating gospel. And it's the fact that this, I gave this example in class and said, I kind of called out one of my baseball players in class and said, tell me this, uh, how much pressure, right? And I imagine you and I being out there, you at third base, me at first base, you know, one of our kids here at the dish. Uh, You have, um, you know, just say the score is 8-7, you're losing, bottom of the seventh, you know, HVAC championship on the line, base is loaded, and he's up to the plate. He gets a base knock, two-run score, you win the championship, Right. How much pressure can you imagine is on that kid right there? That is a ton of pressure. I mean, that's a ton of pressure. Yeah. I realize, you know, in this situation, eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade, it's just JV ball. It's just middle school ball. It's nothing huge. But, man, there's pressure. You know, and I, and I told him, said, man, we don't want that pressure because what the gospel has done for us, right? Mm-hmm. If it was on you, 
It would be on you to perform. It would be on you to earn that you know, justification. It was, hey, look what I did. But what's so freeing, what you're talking about, is the fact that, hey, even when I fail, it's okay. You yeah. know? And I'll get to this in just a minute. And you touched on it, but here's our philosophy of coaching in, in, in a nutshell. We want our kids saying, give me the ball. I want it. And when they mess it up and they botch a ground ball, a slow roller, and one goes through their mitt, we want them to say, give me the ball. I want it again. Because we want to instill in them so much confidence because they can be free in that, right? You can't play loved if you're not playing free. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, you can't have one and not have the other. And what I love about it too is is freedom, the freedom that we experience in Christ is tied to nothing but Christ. That's it. And it says in 2 Corinthians, now the Lord is a spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Yeah. It doesn't say there is freedom in a 356 batting average you know what there is not a freedom in an era that is below three or or, our freedom is not tied in those things so like you were just talking about pressure situations sure coming through in a pressure situation feels great and it is awesome but maybe booting a ball at second base or throwing a ball away at shortstop uh, missing a big free throw with a game on the line like our that if you miss that, yeah, it might feel bad at that time, but it doesn't change your freedom. Like you're not more free if you make that play. No, your freedom is is tied to nothing other than Jesus. Right. Well, you're free until you mess up again, you know, and it puts yeah. it puts it on you at that point. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, man, it's not what we can do. Guess what? It all goes back to it's already been done. See, that's the gospel. You know, it's nothing that I can do. I've been justified by faith in Christ, uh, not by, hey, well, look what I've done. Look what I do. Hey, now I'll be justified. Hey, now I'll be set free because of what I've done. No, the gift of the gospel is that somebody has gone in on your behalf and has done what you could not do. See, that's the gospel. Uh, And that's what we really want to intersect here, or find the intersection here, um, and interject, rather, into sports, right? We're not free because of what you've done. We're not free. You know, Jay, it'd be awesome if we won a championship this year. You know, it would be great. You know, all our coaches here at the school love championships, but that's not what we're after. Mm -hmm. We're after, yeah, hey, we want to be playing together on the final day. That really is what we're after. And if being together on the final day includes a championship, a silver trophy, or a gold trophy, that's awesome. But, man, if we're not stretching for playing free, and playing love, then we've really missed the mark altogether. Yeah, we've missed it. And like you said, winning, though, like winning is great. I love winning. Obviously, the goal of every season is to play on the last day of that season. And if you're playing on the last day of the season, you you want to win the game. Yeah. Um, and e- even though those things are great, ultimately it's it's not as great as the love that that flows from yeah. our father in heaven it, it says in psalm 63 my lips praise you because your faithful love is better than life itself yeah. Yeah. and because it's better than life itself it is better than anything we can experience yeah. here in life including you know like you said winning a, a, a championship like god's love is better than 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 the life in that good we have in, in just everything yeah. we experience here his love is greater yeah you know, um, man, I love that. I love that. See, uh, we want our kids again. We want them to take the shot, you know. I want them to go lay out, you know. And guess what? If that ball rolls to the fence and kid gets a triple every single time, you and I, I promise you can say, dude, that was awesome. 
That was awesome. I don't care if they make the play. Just play free, man. You know, that is what we're after, man. Uh, I want them to take that three-point shot, you know. I want them to give all effort on the line when we're coaching football. Um, and, and, and knowing that, hey, this doesn't, this doesn't matter at the end of the day. See, yeah. what, we, what we do, we want to chase things that matter. Exactly. That's, that's it. Yeah. We want to chase things that matter. And what freedom is, I promise you, that's something that matters. For sure. Yeah, it, it is something that matters, and it's something that you walk with. Like, we are to walk with freedom yeah. everywhere yeah. in all that we do. Like we talked about in episode one, let all that we do That's be it. done to the glory of God, and let everything that we do here be done in the freedom yeah. that— Christ offers us. Yeah. See, that's the cross. And it, it points us to, cro- to the cross every time. It points us to Jesus. Uh, the fact that, hey, uh, you know, just the gospel in short, uh, man, I, you know, for the wages of sin is death. Uh, but here's the other side. But the free gift of God, uh, first of all, he offers it freely uh, to where I can walk in that freedom. But the free gift of God is everlasting life. See, it's nothing what I do, man. Um, we could keep talking and talking and talking and be repetitive, but, man, I'm passionate about this. I know you're passionate about this. Uh, we absolutely love this. So, hey, let's talk about playing love now. I know that's yeah. the flip side. We've talked about playing free. Talk about playing loved. Uh, there's a couple of scriptures that come to mind when I think about this and, and really, again, adding to our philosophy of coaching here. And here's one of the texts uh, that really influences where we coach. And it stems from Matthew 22, uh, 34 through 40, really, but I'm going to start in verse 37. It says this, And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Hey, And then again, 1 John 4. And it talks about, hey, because God is love, right? It says, in this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent his only son into the world that we might live through him. And this is love, not that we have loved God, but not, or that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God is, uh, has loved us, we also ought to love one another. See, we love first because it stems from God's love. See, uh, here's the imagery that I like to draw uh, for my students and, and friends alike. We sit under the waterfall of heaven, <laughs> and these blessings and this love and this uh, affection from our Heavenly Father flows. And so if I've received it, guess what it's my turn to do? To give it. You know, what I have is not my own, 1 Corinthians six nineteen. Hey, I've been bought with a price. What I have is not mine. See, the, the success that we've got, no, it's not mine. Hey, this classroom, Jay, that we're recording in right now, it's got my name on it. Yours has your name on it. But it's really not ours. Right. You know, again, we want to give it back. We talked about that last time. The only appropriate response is to give it back. And so since I've been loved, I want to go love now. See, that's the philosophy that we have with coaching. See, we ultimately want our players to play free because they first are playing loved. Right? It really starts with playing loved. And then, therefore, from that, you can play free. Hey, you go dive and you botch a ground ball. Guess what? You're okay to get back up again and do it again because your coaches love you. Your parents love you, your siblings love you, your teachers love you, your classmates, your teammates. We could go on and on and on. Man, it's because you, they've been loved. But I want you to know this too, folks. We love because we've been first, like first loved, right? Right. See, loved people, what can they do? Love. They can love people, yeah. right? Hurt people, you hear the statement all the time, hurt people, right? Forgotten people forget people. Uh, but, man, I want to start. Loved people love people. So that's what really where we want to start. Yeah. And just thinking, too, about 
God's love. This this verse comes to mind in, in 1 Chronicles 16. Give thanks to the Lord because he's good, because his faithful love endures forever. Yeah. Everything that we've been talking about so far like has a start time and yeah. an end time to it. We were talking about a baseball season earlier. There's a start date. There is an yep. end date. If you take a, a basketball game, a start time and an end time, right? And if you if you have success during those times, great. That feels good. But if you have a great season, that season ends. Yep. And then you enter another season of life after that season is done. Yep. What God's love is it? This it says it in this verse. It endures forever. Yeah, and we want to be attached to something that endures forever. That yeah. is not just for a short period of time. Yeah, but is for all time and never changing, and just a, a love that is that is so deep and so rich that it's greater yeah. than anything we can experience here. That's right. And what you said earlier, man, it's greater than life itself. Just all of this together, greater than life itself, better than life itself, is to realize that, man. Um, we can play free, we can play loved, because we've been first set free and first loved. I mean, what a gift. Exactly. You know, it points back to the, to the cross, it points back to Jesus, and really what we want to do with this podcast, but ultimately just in our lives, is we want to turn our attention towards the cross. That is what we do, and that's the reason we can do this, right? We want to be Christ-centered and others-focused, because Christ is where we want to turn our attention. And when we're centered on him, he is the first, he's the greatest, he's the only, then therefore we can take that and love other people with it and let them be set free as well. And that's the liberating gospel to where we can play free and we can play love. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And like you just said, where we can play free and we we can play loved, I feel like we've kind of talked about coaching and, and the coaching philosophy behind it. Let's talk a little bit about playing. Let's do it. Why is it? Why is it difficult to play with that mindset? Why is it difficult to play free and loved? Man, we, I just feel like, and this goes back to my situation too, I felt like there was always eyes on me. Yeah. You know? It's so hard. It's I mean, difficult because you feel that and you feel like the eyes on you matter. Yeah. Especially like if you're in a fight for playing time. Yeah. I feel like that that's a situation where it's hard to be free because eyes are on you. Yeah. Your playing time is kind of kind of out of your out of your hands and as a player, that's a source of anxiety. Yeah. Like you kind of feel like you're bound for a little bit to yep. that position battle. Yeah. Um, here's here's a funny story, let me tell you. Uh, I remember I don't remember the high school that we were at. But I remember um, in my high school career, my senior year, I played about twice a week. It was um, we had a kid transfer in, great shortstop, actually was going to Auburn, a great pitcher. Um, I was going to try to play second base my senior year. I was more of a middle infielder, as we mentioned last week. But uh, so my senior year, I didn't play tons, and that was, that was okay with me. I ended up uh, loving it that way because guess why? Guess why I loved not playing, actually, more than I loved actually playing? It was because I was so locked up. I was so locked up, and I've learned that about myself. But I remember one time going to uh, an away game. It was probably 40 minutes away or so. Um, we stopped at, you know, McDonald's got some chicken biscuits and sausage biscuits and just for whatever. It was a morning game on a Saturday. And I remember I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not playing today. 
uh, you know, this guy's playing shortstop, other guy's playing second, you know, my, my spot. I'm going to be on the bench today. And so in the dugout, I was just sitting there eating sausage biscuit after sausage biscuit after sausage biscuit. Pounded and I was like, I'm not playing today. And I felt free, man. I felt good. I was like, I'm not playing today. I'm, I can do whatever I want. And then listen to this. He calls me in. He's like, hey, I need you to go run. Oh, jeez. I need you on second. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. Uh, but it's so funny because, like, that's one of my stories of playing free, playing love. Like, I felt so locked up. You know, when, when he would uh, – when, when Coach would tell me here uh, at home games, too, he's like, hey, you're, you're, you're playing today, I would immediately get nervous, you know? And there, there wasn't any reason to. Um, I just always wanted to perform. It was all about me. It was all about somebody else. And so that, Jay, is why you tell your story, you know, also. But that's really why we're so passionate about it now because we've learned that – Man, the attention ought not to be on us. You know, how selfish is it for me to seek that attention for me? Uh, how selfish is it really, even with the podcast? We're not seeking the attention for this podcast, this podcast. We want this podcast to turn attention towards the freedom that comes from Christ. Like, that's really what it is. And I didn't know that when I was here in high school. And so now that's really why we're so passionate about this. You know, I want to live every day with the freedom of crushing sausage biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what do you what, think about that's that? what we want and <laughs> i feel like i similar for me whenever i was in high school like this is something that i i wish i would have have known how to do just just in my playing career sure. as a whole i feel like in high school i was so tied to performance yeah and if you're tied to performance yeah. it crushes you yeah it doesn't matter how you're how you're performing at all like if you are tied to performance it's yeah. it's gonna it's gonna throw you around because that's gonna fluctuate yeah so if you if you have a day where you you go oh for four you strike out yeah. two times and then have a hard ground out and a hard you know a line out okay yeah. maybe you might have had two quality at bats but yeah you were oh for four because you were tied for t- to your performance that's right you're crushed and i feel like i i really struggled with that man and and it's a it's a learning process, and that's a beautiful way too. That I yeah. feel like just just the entire process of sanctification. How yeah. we talk about how there's not an area of our lives where the gospel doesn't drip into. Yeah, and I I'm sure you can echo this too. In my playing career in high school and college, and now to coaching, I feel like God has used sports yeah. right, specifically baseball to teach me about his grace oh yeah man and how to focus on his grace not only play free and loved coach free and loved but to live free and loved that's right man you know this is something that i've been thinking about a lot recently and, and we'll we'll close in just a second here um but the idea man i am just the receiver of this <laughs> yeah you know i'm no i'm no giver I'm just simply a receiver, and what a gift it is to be a receiver of that very grace. You know, like I said earlier, we sit under the waterfall of heaven, and man, I don't do anything to change that. You know, I just get to sit here, and by God's grace and gifts towards me, I get to sit under it, and hopefully I'm giving it out, right? But man, my performance, your performance, it doesn't fluctuate what happens up there. It doesn't, ha- it doesn't change, uh, you know, what God sees about you, what God knows about you. See, from the beginning of time, we mentioned last week, He made you, He knows you, He loves you, 
you know, from the beginning of time. And that won't change. See, Lamentations 3, one of the uh, verses that I love most and share it very often, is this, the steadfast love of the Lord. It goes right up with what you were saying earlier, Jay. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Right? His mercies never come to an end. They are new and they fall afresh every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Right? We can continue reading, but man, his steadfast love doesn't end. It doesn't change. See, if he was loving yesterday and he was today, then what will he be tomorrow? He'll be loving, right? And from that abundance. See, I don't love because of what I offer. You know, I'm not loved because I perform. Guess what? We'll talk about this in just a minute with, with you know, a question. We'll actually pose a question for you guys, foreshadowing. Um, but an MLB baseball player makes the Hall of Fame if they fail 70% or more of the time. Most of them more. Way more. 70% would be actually low for a Hall of Famer right? 70% of the time or more, you're in the Hall of Fame. It can't be on your performance, right? If you're not playing free, you're not playing love, then man, we've missed the mark. If we're not coaching that, we've missed the mark. And so I want to, out of the abundance from heaven that falls afresh on me and what falls afresh on Jay, we want to give from that. Exactly. Yeah. And praise God to- What a gift. For, for the freedom that we have in him and the love that is- yeah always present, yep. deeper than we can ever imagine, and like you were just saying, endures endures forever. So we just, um, we kind of talked about coaching yeah. a, a little bit ago, so we let's kind of keep keep rolling with that, but in the form of a question. Talk so to me. You got a question for me? I got a question for you. So let's imagine okay. you are the coach of a baseball team, an, an MLB team, and you can pick three play any three players from history to start that team with. Okay. As long as one of those players is a pitcher. Okay. One is an infielder. Mm. One is an outfielder. Mm. What three do you choose? Right. But first, before we get into that, you'll share your three. Mm. I'll share my three. We'll debate a little bit. What uniform is your team going to be wearing? Be any uniform from all time. Baseball. Man, you know, I know you and I have been talking outside of the podcast. Just with, um, we, we we mentioned this question the other day, and and I just got to tell the folks out there listening and tell you as well. My favorite uniforms in MLB history are the light blue unis. I don't care who it is. But it's hard to go wrong with powder blue. It, it's hard to go wrong with the powder blue. And this summer, actually, how cool is this with our summer teams? Now, I think your team is going to have some powder blue unis. Am I wrong? I don't. I think that I don't think the is it the, is it the older got. is it the older crew? Yeah, I think it's just the, the oldest. Try. I think the seventeen okay. are the only one that right. that got the powder blue. But anyways, if powder blue is a tertiary color for your team, you are winning. See, Ole Miss. I think they've got great unis. I love their light blue. Um, I love the Cardinals light blue. I love Toronto's light blue. The Twins have a light blue. Who else has a light blue? Do you know? Am I missing? I want to say Chicago White Sox have a light blue for some reason. They they had a navy blue. The Maybe Cubs have the Cubs had a a baby blue. Okay, but theirs they had a baby blue unis with royal blue pinstripes. Okay, so it wasn't like it, it was wasn't a yeah. lot of blue. Okay, um, you know Jay. I, I'm a Braves guy. I've said it before. This is going against what I just said about all the baby blue. The Braves need to really introduce it. And if I'm forgetting, I don't think the Braves have a light blue. Do we? 
Have we ever won a light blue? Maybe I'm. I don't know if they crazy. have or not. I don't. I don't know. But I'm going with the 1972 to 1975 home jerseys. Uh, they're the white uh, with the blue sleeves. The old retro lowercase a. Uh, Hank Aaron would have worn these. Uh, I love these uniforms. If I'm playing MLB The Show and I'm creating uh, my own team, my custom team, I'm going with this jersey right here. See, it's just one of the Braves retro jerseys. That's it. And then also, I know, again, I'm I'm Braves, Braves, Braves. I absolutely adore the Braves navy blue jersey that came out a couple of years ago. I absolutely love it. It is sharp with the gray pants, the home – no, sorry, the away – I believe it's the away Friday night game. I think that's when we wear it, and I just love it. I love all Braves unis. Uh, I'm not trying to say too many because I don't want to steal yours. Um, But, man, anything like that. I'm a Braves guy. But also, I'll just mention one more honorable mention. Uh, Houston's old Astros jerseys with the pinstripes. Or, sorry, not the pinstripes, but like the sun. Like the sunrise jerseys. Yeah, the sunrise jerseys. Those right there were sweet. They were from 75 to 86. I've got a picture pulled up right here of Nolan Ryan throwing. Um, They're, they're, man, those are sharp. Those are sharp. Yeah, those are are good. Uh, Really good. We need to just do top five uniforms. We we will. We'll debate that. We'll we'll debate that that one day. day. Yeah. Uh, So, my uniforms. I will first of all do honorable mention. I'm also I love light blue. I think any light blue uniform is is solid. Um, all all of them are great. Uh, I also really like. I don't know if you remember these. You remember? I think it was maybe in the '90s when the late '90s, early 2000s, when the Cincinnati Reds had the pinstripe. Okay. The pinstripe yes. vest. Yes, I do remember that. Uh, in the I think one uniform they had the red shirt underneath the yes. other they had the black yes i love yes. the look with a pinstripe vest and different color shirt you know who that makes me think of who adam dunn oh yeah outfielder what a stud. big huge left-handed hitter not not amazing in the field but a great hitter not great in the field but could could hit bombs fun player to play with yeah MLB and then will be the show he's always got like one card with 125 power. oh everything and then and then uh, again i'm cutting you off again i did this last week and you lost your train of thought do you remember when the reds did this just a couple years ago and all the guys were absolutely jacked Derek dietrich, dietrich was the guy a sleeveless jersey he did not wear sleeves yeah yeah and he was the most ripped human i've ever seen we need more of that there needs to be we do some more sleeveless jerseys i agree the uh, the uniforms that I'm gonna pick, they're still vests. Uh, the early 2000s, like whenever the Diamondbacks just became a team, yeah. I forget what year they came a team. Sure. 1998, sure. I think. But the their home uniform, where it's white, they had pinstripes. They were their main colors were purple and that like green color. Okay. I love the look where you have the the green A for Arizona Diamondback on the left chest with sure. the purple shirt underneath the love vest, that. the purple hat. I just, I love all of the old Diamondback stuff. I love that. So that that'll be the uniform. That's that, that's your uniform that, that my team's wearing. Okay. And hey, guess what? I actually found a Braves light blue uniform. I found a Braves like, found blue uniform, and I might be going with that one. It's either that one or the white with the blue sleeves. Uh, for me, you can't go wrong with either one. Um, and so here, Jay, you actually just set me up on a tee. You just set me up on a tee. You just uh, posed to me uh, the, the Diamondbacks uniform. So let's begin to answer, and I, I'll go first. Okay, I'll go first. Right. Do you, so do you want to do it? I'll go pitcher. You'll go pitcher. 
and then I'll go infield, you'll go infield, I'll go outfield, yeah, we'll you go in with outfield. Yeah. We'll go with that. Yeah. But we'll go one after the other instead yeah. of all. Okay. Yeah. So pitcher, for you guys that are tracking with the way that I'm thinking, here is my pitcher. I believe that this is the right answer. I, I believe it's the right answer. And my pitcher choice is Randy Johnson. Okay, I'm going Randy Johnson. If I'm starting a organization, right? I'm the GM, and I have this player their whole career. I'm going Randy Johnson. Here's why: He's a five-time Cy Young. That alone is unbelievable. He was the best pitcher in baseball five times in his division. Five times. He was a triple crown guy, meaning ERA wins and bat. Uh, what was it? Opponent batting average, or, or what's the what's the triple crown? Or is it strikeout? Or strikeout? Strikeout. Okay. Um, man, unbelievable. He's a 10-time All-Star, okay? Um, he played, um, let's see how many years he played. He played from 88 to 90, or to 09, so he played 22 years. Uh, but he was a 10-time All-Star. He was a 2001 World Series champion, a World Series MVP, and then a four-time ERA title, okay? I don't think you can beat that. The big man, he killed a bird pitching. I mean, I feel like that's at the top of his resume. It should be. That might be higher than the Hall of Fame, five-time Cy Young. He, folks, for you guys that don't know it, y'all go look up a video, Randy Johnson hitting a bird. He is in full motion throwing a strike towards home plate and a bird. He hits a bird, and the bird— It, it, it exploded. It exploded. The bird was no more. The bird died. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah, it, it had to have been painful. But it was probably the most impressive one of, rather— most impressive moments of his career. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. And I'm surprised by this. My pitcher also, Randy Johnson. Is it really? It is Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson is You're on the You're kidding me. I The fact that he won four Cy Youngs in a row with the Diamond. So he signed with Arizona. Yep. He won four Cy Young awards yep. in a row. His strikeout totals... For those three seasons, 364, 347, <laughs> 372, 334. Goodness. Four seasons in a row where he struck out over 330 guys and made, like, every start yep. during that stretch. He's a strikeout guy. The intimidation factor, the dude was six foot ten. Yep, that, that's and why. And he had a mustache and a mullet. Well, it, for you guys that know anything about Chris Sale— Right, kind of the wacky arm slot left side pitcher. He's a southpaw, but he, he wasn't by any means what over the top. What was it? Three quarter side yeah, slot. Yeah, it was a low I mean, it arm was, slot. It was wacky, hard to see. And then the dude's six ten. So the, the the dude is on you. He's on you, and he's throwing hundred ninety nine. Yeah, he he could bring it up there. His in a velo wipeout was there. Slider too. Wipeout slider. Hey, and here's the crazy thing about him too. From 99 to 02, where he won four in a row, right? He was 35, 36, 37, 38 years old. He did that as a grown man. Good guy Good guy to have on the bump. Good I'm, guy to have on the bump. I'm actually surprised that we went the same way. I thought our infielder was going to be the same guy, but apparently I, not. I thought so, too. So, infielder. Who's your infielder? I'm curious to, curious this to hear this. This, to me, was easy. I, I'll tell you in just a minute. I debated between a few. Uh, my favorite player of all time is, is Chipper Jones. I've had the opportunity to meet him. Uh, I, I've got his autograph on a World Series 1995 ball. Favorite player of all time. I thought I wanted him. Switch hitting, great third baseman. Could plug him at shortstop as he played younger in his career. I thought I was going him. 
lot of great. You could go Albert Pujols. Uh, you could go really Mark McGuire. Great infielders. But I went with the captain, Derek Jeter. Good choice. I went Derek Jeter. Never played on a losing team. Never played on a losing team. Played for the same team 20 years, right? I mean, he was a Yankee through and through. Uh, He's a Hall of Famer. He's a 14-time All-Star. He was Rookie of the Year. He won five World Series, five gold gloves. So I'll talk about the defense in just a second, Jay. If you know anything about Derek Jeter, people don't give him a lot of credit for the defense. Uh, Five-time Silver Slugger, World Series MVP, uh, All-Star Game MVP. But, man, he was just the captain. He is the kind of guy you want on your team. He is going to lead with excellence. He's going to do everything the right way. He's going to care. Uh, he's going to give effort. He's going to make plays. Um, the dude was a good ball player. Good ball player. That's the kind of guy I want on my team. And I want him to anchor the shortstop position. Yeah, you know? yeah that's, that's a solid choice. For mine, I almost went Jeter because he's a winner. He's a leader. Um, I mean, five World Series? Five. Is that what you said? Five. He had like yep. 3,400 hits yep. or something in his career. Yep, he did. Great career. I almost went with him. I also went shortstop. I picked Cal Ripken Jr. Okay, interesting pick. Uh, part of the reason, the best of, best ability some say is availability. Yeah, Iron Man. He, he was there. went. I don't from 1983 until 1993. He he didn't miss a game, or it might have been longer longer than that. Sure, uh, but didn't miss a game. Just was out. I feel like whenever you're building a team, especially up the middle. Uh, shortstop center fielders those are guys that are moving around a little bit more for him to stay healthy for that long extremely extremely impressive he was an all-star 19 times in his career uh won a world series just one in 1983 not as many as jeter uh he won a gold glove twice in his uh in his career yeah he uh, also, one thing not everyone knows about, the dude won a home run derby. I don't you, think I knew that. You want a guy on your team who's going to go out and, and compete in the home run derby? Those are fun to watch. Kind of helps get, get the fans in there. But over 3,000 hits, over 400 sure. home runs yeah, in his career. That's impressive. He's out there every game. Cal Ripken. That's a good choice. Be my shortstop. You, you know, the debate with the shortstop on mine and Derek Jeter – Here's the argument. He doesn't have great defense. Um, obviously, Hall of Famer. <laughs> Listen to this. He had a .976 fielding percentage all time. And they say he wasn't a great fielder. It's pretty good, yeah. It's he, pretty good. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that he is a point uh, – basically, he's a 98% fielder all time, career-wise. That, to me, is impressive as it can be. Um, I realize that, you know, there's guys better with the glove. We talked about Almago earlier, Javi Baez. Uh, Francisco Lindor, just guys nowadays that are great with the, with the glove. Um, really can't go wrong with them. But I'm going, I'm going Jeter, and you're going Ripken. Yeah. Hey, cool thing, cool thing about uh, Ripken played with his dad. Uh, one of a handful of players that played actually in the same league, same team, I think, with their dad. Yeah, I think he did. Griffey played with his dad, yep. Ken Griffey Senior, uh, Cal Ripken, um, and, and then obviously Junior. Um, what else was there? Can't, those are the only two I there, can there think of. There might have been a few the, more. I can't think either. Yeah. Uh, but pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool fun fact there. Yeah, that's awesome. So outfield. Here we go. Okay, this this is a controversial one for me. You guys might think the same, baseball fans out there. I 
I battled with this one. Um, I'll, I'll tell you where my mind was, where it started and then where it ended, okay? I thought Mike Trout. I think Mike Trout's great. I think he's awesome. I think he is one of the better players, right? Obviously, right now. Yeah. Here's the battle. He's just not healthy all the time, and you do have to play that into it. Uh, you do have to play that into it. You've got this guy for their whole career. Mike Trout, the only thing about him is he's, he's hurt a lot. He's out a lot. I thought about guys like Ken Griffey Jr., great left-handed stick, uh, great fielder, great speed. He was kind of the anomaly, right? He had he was a five-tool, <laughs> even arguably six-tool guy. He had power, contact, speed, fielding, uh, just baseball smarts. He had it. But here's where I ended. You ready? I am going with, and also, sorry, you could have gone Hank Aaron, Brett, best brave of all time, but I am going San Francisco Giant, Barry Bonds. I'm going Bonds, um, and I am not uh, going to say sorry for it. I think Barry Bonds is the right answer, and here's why. Seven-time MVP, okay? MVP seven times. Uh, 14-time All-Star, Home Run Derby champ, eight-time gold glove. Listen, he's got the glove too. 12-time silver slugger meaning he, at his, his position, he was the best. He was the best one. Two-time batting title, which is surprising there, but three-time uh, minor league player of the year as well, as he or major league player of the world. Um, he had a great career. He played for a handful of teams, Pirates, um, and, then, and then Giants. Um, and, and here's the only knock on Bonds, okay? And I know you know it. He was a steroid guy, okay? He was a steroid guy. I'm sure a lot of his home runs came from steroids. He's not in the Hall of Fame because of steroids. But he played in that era of steroids. He, he played. A lot of players did. But here's the one argument that I have. Are you ready? Steroids didn't help him see the ball better. It just made the ball travel 40, 50, 60 feet farther. So his contact was still right on point. He was just hitting the ball farther. Uh, the man ended his career with 762 home runs. Okay, that is a it's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> now, I think Hank Aaron has been robbed of the home run title because of the steroids. However, 762 is really good. I was at the game where Barry Bonds went 600. I was at the Were game where he really? hit 600. Was it in Atlanta? If it was 600 like I think it was, it was in Atlanta because I saw him hit a huge milestone home run in Atlanta. It would have been Turner Field. Years ago, he's a career 280 or 298 batting average, almost 3,000 hits, 2,900, um, 2,200 runs. He, listen to this, and I'll, I'll end with this stat. He, for so many years, listen to this uh, three-year, and well, actually, here's more. I'll just say this. One year, he had 120 walks, 150 walks, 145 walks. Uh, in, in 01, he, he was a world, or, uh, sorry, an all-star from 2000 to 04. Okay, that's a five-year spam. He had 117, 177, 198 walks, 148, and listen to this, 232 walks in one year. He was such a, such a player at the plate that they would walk him with the bases loaded because they didn't want him knocking in three or four. That's crazy to think about. I think Barry Bonds is the, is the most devastating hitter of all time. So, I, yeah. I agree with you on that. I feel like he was the most dangerous hitter of all time, without a doubt. Had a great glove at the beginning of his career. Yep. To, I almost went Bonds. I'm not going to lie. Did I, you really? I came so close to picking Barry Bonds. I picked another giant, 
another player for I the I know Giants, who you're going with. Willie Mays. That's it. So I'm sticking up, sticking up the the middle of the diamond, picking Willie Mays. He's a center fielder. He won 12 Gold Gloves. So wow, going with going with defense in the outfield, and to, I didn't even realize this until I until I started looking more into it. He uh, he hit 660 home runs. I don't think I knew that. As a center fielder, almost had 3,300 hits in his career. Mm. He had. Um, two seasons in his career. When he was 24, he hit 51 home runs. When he wow. was uh, his age 34 season, he hit 52. Wow! So if you're getting that, if you're getting over 50 home runs a year, he did that on multiple occasions as a center fielder. I can't imagine. Um, he he won a batting title too. He wasn't just a power guy. Um, and 24. Four-time All-Star. 24 times? 24-time All-Star. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, I didn't. I don't even know how you're an All-Star that many times, but 24 times he was an All-Star, which is just absolutely insane. Uh, He also won a World Series. So 1954, uh, he won the World Series. So I think every player we chose except for Bonds – has won a World Series at at any Correct. point. I think in, you're right in their career. So I'm going, I'm going with Mays is my center fielder. So my three, again, well, starting with the uniform, I have the early 2000s Diamondbacks home uniforms. The that's what my players are wearing. Then I've got Randy Johnson on the bump. I've got Cal Ripken Jr. at short. Willie Mays in center field. Hey, put put whoever else you want at the other positions. You're good. I like I like my chances. I and think then, you're good. And then your three. My three. I'm starting with the uniform, the light blue, light bra- or Braves, Atlanta Braves, or again the old timey Hank Aaron Braves, white with the blue sleeves. Um, I'm going Randy Johnson on the hill. I'm going Derek Jeter at shortstop, the captain, and I'm ending my outfield with Barry. Bonds. I don't think you can beat that team. I think if you and I, again, filled the rest of the team with just common guys, just some average players, right? I think that team with those three would have a chance at winning it all. Yeah, I think either one. And we we could debate all day we could. on on which one of our teams is, is better, and we invite you guys to do that too. Yeah. Let us know what, what team you think would win. And, too, if you have any other players that – you would suggest let us let us know after you listen to this. Please if do if you want to throw out another player. Um, but yeah, comment so. on the Instagram post. I'm going to put one out there if you're not seeing it already. Uh, I want you. I want to hear y'all's answers. I want to hear your answers. I'm curious to hear what's them. your what's your three. You don't have to necessarily say the uniform unless you've got one. But I want to hear uh, who, what players did we miss? What players did we miss? Right? Yeah. Well, Jay. Man, what a gift it's been, again, to, to be here together, uh, talking about playing free, talking about playing loved, talking about coaching free, coaching loved. Uh, really, here's the takeaway. Everything that we do stems from heaven. Uh, we've first been loved, so we can love therefore. Uh, we've been first set free, so then therefore we can go invite with that same freedom, right? I've been invited. You've been invited. It's our turn to go now invite. We invite you guys to play free to play loved, to coach free, to coach loved. And, man, we also, guess what we invite you to do, too? You know where I'm headed with this? Let's hear it. We invite you to join us for Episode 3 when it comes out. That's right. We will see you guys for Episode 3. There we go.
Y'all have fun. See ya.